0: and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities, a world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference.
1: My goal is to help the environment.
0: Someday, I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of The American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner.
2: Hello there, and welcome to Gina Gardner and Friends. Today's show is all around music, the power of music. And my guest, Alicia Smith, is a very practiced songwriter. She's a music producer, and she has so much to offer. So Alicia, a huge welcome. Thank you very much for joining me on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Dina. So start. let's start off by, you know, how did you get into music, and why is music so important to you?
1: Yes, that is a very involved story, <laughs> but oh. I will try to curtail it. Um, so when I was little um, my grandma, she lived in a nursing home and in the nursing home, we would usually go visit her for lunch. And there was an old upright piano there. Um, and me and my three brothers at that time were taking piano lessons. And so my mom would take us there to play for her. And it was nerve-wracking but i got to practice like playing in front of other people and it was mostly just playing for her but what i realized was the other residents in the halls were also benefiting from like the sound of the music and they were clapping along because the songs that we would play would be like spirituals and old church songs things like that so it was for that generation it was pretty common for them to know And so we did that, I would say, about once or twice a month. And that experience, like seeing people's response to music like that was really one of the moments that I realized. I was like, oh wow, like music is really powerful and it's a way for people to connect. And I loved that. And so that experience was what ultimately led me to major in music in college and study piano. Um, and I studied with Dr. Ilka Arujo at Texas Wesleyan University. And oh gosh, I just fell in love again with music and piano. And I also took choir, so I loved singing there too. Um, and that's that's kind of how I got started.
2: <laughs> now, there's a world of difference from my perspective between playing the piano and actually becoming a songwriter, because it's not just about the notes, but also about the words. When did you transition into songwriting?
1: So that happened when after I graduated um, from Wesleyan. So after I graduated, I was interested in music therapy at the time, because music therapy is basically, it's, using music as a tool to in a therapeutic session or setting and so that kind of got me started i was like okay that's really interesting like i can use music it was very i found it similar to the way i was playing for my grandmother and it was around other people because people would come up and be like it would start memories for them And so um, that's a little bit about music therapy, um, but that's just the very tip of the iceberg. It goes so much deeper. Um, So I started a program at Texas Women's University. And that's when I found songwriting. And it was one of the classes, oh, I believe it was music therapy skills. we had a module where we'd studied songwriting and, okay, what's the structure of a song? You have the chorus, you have the pre-chorus, you know, the verses and stuff like that. And I was terrified because I, when I was younger, I had recorded, you know, little voice memos of myself singing made up songs, but they were so silly and I didn't consider it actual songwriting at the time and had never gone back to it since. <laughs> so that was that assignment we were supposed to be paired with a classmate and we were supposed to hear their story, what they wanted to write about. Um because that was one of the aspects of music therapy at the time was actual songwriting for clients and getting them to tell their story and express it through music and then ultimately they get to play it as well. And so my classmate at the time, she told her story. And we were given like these draft chord sheets, like chord structures that we could use like templates. And she picked out her chord progression that she wanted. And she told her story. And it, I I can't quite describe it, but it just came so easily. I was like, okay, like she said this one sentence, and I would just kind of put it in a musical way and then after I wrote that song um, of course turned it in for a grade that side type of thing I found that the more I kind of listened to that song and played along with that song I was like oh this is kind of fun like I guess I can write about anything (laughs) and that was when I pretty much started my writing streak because I believe that was in the spring of 2020. Right. And then that year I went on a trip um, with my sister and we went to Montana and we watched this show about songwriters. I forget the name right now, but we watched this show about songwriters where they pitch their songs to artists. and. I remember looking at the show and telling her, I was like, oh, that would be so cool to do one day. And she asked me, she said, have you written any songs? And I told her, oh, you know, I'd, I'd written a couple because after that experience, I just kind of played around a little bit because I was also like playing guitar at the time and learning guitar. And I'd written like a chorus to the song, which was actually the chorus to Sing Instead, um, which is one of my, songs. it's the title track on my first VP. And after that trip, I just got this inspiration. I was like, I think I want to finish that song. And it was like a week or two afterwards, I finished it, I recorded it. I listened to it over and over and over again because I was like, I need to like edit. That was just like my process at the time. But yeah, that, that was just kind of the starting off point for me was that class um, kind of bringing it full circle now. <laughs>
2: You know, it's interesting. Let's go back to when you were playing for your grandmother. I mean, there's growing evidence now that people who have dementia and Alzheimer's, that if you want to uh, help them get back into a sense of um, being in control of of their faculties, that using music, and they did um, an experiment where they took um, people in an old folks home and they started to play music of their youth. And without exception, all of them were more articulate, that they sang along, and that the improvement continued for some time after they had been engaged with songs that they had recognised. And even in my own family, I have a, a nephew who is profoundly disabled. And he, at the moment, um it's like having a 45 a, a year old toddler. Um, he has a few single words, but when he was little, one of the, his favorite songs was the song Daisy Daisy. Give me your answer, do. And if you just sing the first word and he will start to join in. And he knows all the words and he will sing the whole of the chorus without exception. And I, you know, as you were talking, I'm struck with those people um, in your grand's, uh place of, of residence who had engaged with your performance and what a gift that you had given them so that they were remembering. And even if they were not impaired by um, Alzheimer's or dementia, that it gave them a sense of, of being in that moment and, you know, engaging with with happy memories. So very, very, very um, powerful. We're gonna go for a short break now. And when we come back, I'd like to explore with you the fact that you've taken your songwriting and you're doing something very interesting with it. So please don't go away. We'll see you back after the break.
0: With the timeless protection of ADT, it's safe to say. Hey Google, unlock the front door. When you've helped save more lives than any other home security brand, it's safe to say, there's a reason millions of people trust ADT to help protect what matters most. So, what is love? Love is being independent. Love is dancing. At Shriners Hospital for Children, love is a new smile.
1: At Shriners Hospitals for Children, Love is caring for a child regardless of the family's ability to pay. Learn how you can send your love to the rescue at lovetotherescue.org.
0: We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at
1: belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council.
2: Welcome back. So, uh today's guest is alicia smith and when i first met her it was through an organization called collaboration global you've had Jill tiny who's the founder of that she's been on the show and actually many of my friends are members of collaboration global and have been on the show but you've done something very special for collaboration global haven't you would you like to explain what you've done
1: Yes, sure. Um, First of all, I love Jill, and I'm so grateful for that organization um, as it's introduced us to each other, and so I'm happy to meet you as well. Um, Yes, so Jill, uh, I work for Leo Saunders, who runs Toon River, and I'm one of the artists there, and Jill reached out to Leo and needed a song for Collaboration Global to kind of unite and bring together um, that anthem song, that anthem type of thing. So, um, Leo reached out to me and asked if I could write a song, an original song for her. And I was super excited because I love the opportunity to write original music. Um, and so, I was really excited. I was like, "Yes, sure, I would love to." And I watched a couple of videos of Jill speaking. And first of all, her story is just very powerful. And what the program is—bringing people together and collaborating—like that idea of working together with somebody else and just sharing ideas—is very powerful already. So I loved. It was very. How do I say it, it was something that spoke to me personally? So when I wrote the song, it from her story, it just it flowed very naturally for me. And she wanted something uplifting and in a certain style. And so of course I tailored the song a little bit to that. And basically, that's um how the process works, but that's very um, surface level again.
2: So you work for Leo and your job now is to write songs for people for different events and different organizations, isn't it? Yes, yes. So why would people, you know, what sort of songs are people asking for? Because for many people who are listening to this, they probably have no idea that you could actually commission someone to write a song, especially for an event or for your organization.
1: Yes, so Toon River is actually an amazing company. So the way it works is people can go online and go on the website look for a certain kind of song, either you can get an original song or you can customize a song. So you can take it for a certain theme, like say it's somebody's birthday, it's an anniversary and you want to gift them a song. So there are a lot of different templates, song templates from, I believe it's at this point, it's 35 um, plus artists right now that work for Tune River. And we have um, template songs that you can customize. So they're already pre-made but we customize them. And then you fill out this questionnaire and it asks you like, okay, like what's a special memory? And then that way as us as artists can incorporate that into the song. So.
2: So, but you can have it actually tailor-made for you too, can't you? You can have something that is completely and utterly original for you. Yes.
1: So that is the what we actually used for Jill as well. And this is a new thing, I think, that Leo has started as of this year. Um, And it's something that I just, I love to be able to work from scratch. Like, that's kind of my home. And although customizing songs is wonderful, and I do love that, I think it's powerful to be able to have a song for somebody that is, completely their song. They've helped create it. And I think that's really special as well.
2: So if you're looking for something that's uh, unique and that you have a you know the people that you're trying to buy for that have got everything and uh, need nothing then maybe it's time to think about having an original song created for them or a customized song if that fits your brief um i'd like to return after the break to talk about how music has such a, a power it's so evocative and how it can really shift the way in which people feel and how particularly when things are difficult, music has the opportunity and the power to change our mood and to make us feel um, much better. So don't go away, we're going to explore that when you come back after the break.
0: Why? not? Explain it with Kid Reasons. Kid Reasons are short, positive statements that tell a child why. Time to put on your jacket, buddy. Why? So you can stay dry and warm.
1: For a quick look at kid reasons, go to boystown.org slash parenting.
0: Time to buckle up, buddy. Why? Why, to keep you safe. Why? Because I love you. Visit boystown.org slash parenting for parenting tips, tricks, and experts. Meet Rajat.
2: He started his classes WhatsApp group and became super popular. Hey,
0: yeah, I was always popular, huh?
2: Timetable changes, celebrating class cancellations, Rehearsal updates, sharing notes, farewells, crying over surprise tests. Everything happens on the group. Rajat may be the admin, but he's never really had to act like one. Except today.
0: Are you really sure that this is true? No, man. It was a forward, so I know. Rajat patiently right?
2: explained that such messages could create tension and turn people against each other.
0: I mean, it's dangerous. Please don't do this again, yeah. Or else I'll have to remove you from the group. Come, let's go get some dosas.
2: And then, Come. it was time for the college fest, ya. Yeah. Be like Rajat. Share joy, not rumors. Welcome back. Music is one of those things that has the power to shift your mood. How have you found music has has made a difference in your life over uh, over of uh, time. You know what are the ways in which you use music personally?
1: I love this question, <laughs> so thank you. Um, for me, music had this power for me, and I didn't really discover what was happening at the time, but looking back now at certain situations and where I use music where I was sad or I was happy um, it just it has that ability to like make you feel good I don't know how to really describe it but there was this one memory I have well it's several memories but me and my sister were very close and um i remember so vividly um we we're close but we're not close in age um so we're actually 11 years apart right. so yes so yeah. when she first went off to college um that was very hard for me and because i i was she was my best friend <laughs> and i was like oh i'm not going to see her she's going to be three, four hours away. Of course, that felt far, you know, from me, little eight-year-old Alicia. Um, but so she went off. And I remember the first day we came back for dinner. And we were all sitting around the table. And I was just unbelievably sad. You know, I couldn't really eat. And my mom was trying to encourage me to eat. And I was just like, I'm not really hungry. and. I remember just kind of going to the bathroom and taking a moment for myself. And I sat on the edge of the tub and I began to sing this song. And the history of this song, it was a Whitney Houston song, Your Love Is My Love. And I used to listen to that whole album with my sister, like going to bed, like I played that album I probably the the CD is probably very scratched at this point because I played it so much but I would play it when I was with her and we would sing and we knew all the words and in that moment when I was sitting there I sang that song and it did cause me I remember crying but after that moment, it was it was almost cathartic. I needed to cry. I needed to remember her in that way. And the words to this song also struck me as well because the title, Your Love is My Love, it felt like such a connection with her. And it's been several different experiences like that where I can listen to music when I'm sad and it can get me through that sorrow. And it's almost like a necessary sadness because I think all emotions are very important and whenever you experience them feel them it's important to go through the process of however long you need to feel that certain emotion to get you through that moment
2: you know I use music with my clients quite a lot and I think People often underestimate the power of music. So I'm going to share um, with our listeners a, a few different ways in which I've used it and be interested in your comments. So I when people suffer from low mood depression, music can be a great mood lifter. And so one of the things that I ask clients to do is to create themselves a playlist of music that they choose that has nice associations or no associations, but that actually is uplifting, that the that the beat and the style suits them. Interestingly, people choose very, very different things. So some might choose classics, others might choose heavy rock, because um, music is so personal, isn't it? Um, but then when they're feeling low to actually put the music on and, Ideally, to do a bit of exercise, to stand up, to breathe deeply, because when you uh, combine the impact of the music with the impact of shifting your physiology, then you get an, an almost instant improvement in your mood. But I've also used it with workaholics who find it difficult to switch off from work. And I've asked them to create a playlist in three parts. So. The playlist is I'm leaving home in the morning. I want something that is going to um, just be quite relaxing to start with. And then the middle piece of music is my, uh, is my section where I'm going to transition from being at home to being in work mode. You know how submarine has that bit at the top where you go into, um, that, that you close behind you and then you open it up into the sea and then you do the same in reverse so that the submarine doesn't get full of water and sinks. So then the third part of that music on the way to work is you has a piece of music that gets you really going in terms of work mode and then it may be the same three pieces of music or it could be three completely different pieces of music that actually work as your a transition for the way home. So to start with, it's in the mood of work, and then there is a transition which is quite tranquil where you actually um, shift from one mood to the next and then your home music, something that's really associated with being at home. And clients have found that very helpful in terms of their shift from work mode into home mode and vice versa.
1: I love that.
2: And the other thing, you know, if you're revising, if you're out there and you're revising, it's that time of year, certainly in the uh, the, the UK when people are on holiday, so they perhaps don't need it. Um, But if you want a revision to go well, then they say play Mozart because Mozart's um, cadence of notes and the the beat helps the brain to get into its optimum place for learning. And if you're pregnant, they say, if you play your baby Mozart while it's in the womb, that it actually has an impact. So music is something that we've had as part of our lives since man uh, first uh, became aware that they could make sound with their voice and make sound with different things. What for you would you say, if you had budding uh, musicians or budding songwriters, what piece of advice would you give them, Alicia?
1: I would say, don't be afraid of the silences, because music, we have the sounds, and right, everybody's drawn to that. But sometimes, if, if what I found, listening to music and then hearing music too, is that the silent part of music, the quiet parts are so powerful. And I think you can convey a lot through that as well. And yeah, I'm just thinking of certain songs. Um, One of my favorite artists, um, his name is Ben Rector. Um, He, I love the way he uses silence in music. And certain songs, it's just it makes the song that more much more powerful okay. to have that.
2: You know, if you're out there and you um are drawn to music, playing music, writing songs, you know, I would say to you, engage in that level of creativity. It has such an incredible impact on our sense of self. It um it fills your batteries. So For those of you that um, are not sure about life, you're not sure where you're going and there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, engaging in music can be a huge um, solace if you're feeling sad, it can be uplifting, it can calm you down, but engaging the creativity unleashes something within you and whether that's songwriting or music or it's cooking or it's painting doesn't matter what the creativity is the creative act has such power it's been a real joy to talk to you alicia where can people get hold of you so it's
1: been great talking with you as well gina um people can find me on instagram at this is alicia i'm also on spotify alicia smith apple music as well and on Toon River as artists. artist. So if you're looking for
2: customized artists or songs, you can reach out. Alicia, thank you very much for joining me. Listeners, thank you for joining me. Please do email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely-u. Tell us what you think and what themes you'd like us to cover on the show. Uh, and if you want to find lots of resources, you'll find those at genuinely-u and ginagardenassociates.com. Um, Thank you again. Thanks, Alicia. And we'll see you on the next show. Bye-bye now.
0: Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.